0: Let's begin now.
1: All right. Friday night in the big town, as one former meteorologist used to always say. Shout out to that guy, man. Gary Lee's a good guy, man. I know he does some stuff with other stations, but hey. Friday night in the big town. What a great way to, you know, not really a big town at all. Actually. Um, 913-586-7610, J Southland, tow service, text line wide open for you. I don't know, Jed, if you heard about this, but, uh, apparently there was some beer left in the studio last night. One Bob Fesco, not happy about it.
0: Why was he upset?
1: Um, you know, he came into work this morning, bright and early. And, uh, there was, uh, you know, some trash left.
0: Oh, I see. He was upset about the trash, not mm-hmm. necessarily about the fact
1: that there was beer left. It was studio. beer, um, but it then, you know, elevated the, the trash, right? Sure. right? Um, I didn't touch any of it. So I felt that I was in uh, in the clear of of anything with the beer.
0: You want to throw shade at who it was?
1: I don't know who was. I don't really have a blame for it. I mean, I didn't buy it. I didn't drink any of it because I had to be responsible and do a show for an hour between Vern and the Jerome Tang show. Can we have a quick discussion? Have we seen the movie Pootie Tang? Is that okay to say on the air? Because I don't honestly know even though I'm saying it. That should be fine. Okay. Why have we not seen a sign in Manhattan yet that has Jerome Tang's face Over the Pootie Tang character whipping the belt. Genius idea. Way ahead of probably any of the kids that are in college right now's time. But a fantastic film. Or why can't we just call him Jerome Pootie Tang? I don't know again if that's wrong to say on Friday night. But here we are. Great movie. It's no worse than
0: one of the phrases that's banned on this show. Can't say it. Don't do it. I didn't. I just said one of the phrases that's banned.
1: Yeah. Oh uh, man. But no. So it was fun. I, I don't know how you are with your cell phone, Jed, but like if my cell phone goes off, no matter when in the night I'll wake up two reasons. One, it's right by my head, right? Like I have a nightstand. It's, it's same level. Um, I'm also a weirdo and I have a diffuser. I don't know if that's weird. Uh, big into that. You don't know what a diffuser is. Okay. Uh, so I put eucalyptus in the water and it breathes out through the night. Keeps my sinuses nice. I'm really into it. I'm not really sure why, but I've, I've, I've really been into this in this diffuser world. Well, next to that is my phone. And the phone goes off at 457. So that lets you know Fesco's, you know, cooking. It's Friday morning. His ass is here at, at, at 5 a.m. And I see the text and I'm just kind of like, oh, Bob's pissed, whatever. I go back to bed. Well, then I get to work today, and my buddy Robert texts me, who's a, who's a loyal listener and, and good friend of mine. And he's like, Hey, man, they were like, you know, pulling you out on Fesco, saying that you're to blame. You didn't. I'm like, I didn't touch it, man. There was a couple beers in here. I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, my sister and I used to play a game. We'd get home from school, we'd have chips and salsa. Last person to put their hand in the chip bag, you put it up. That was your job. You, you put the bag up. And, uh, you know, we would try to. Feel each other out and be like, okay, she's going in for a chip. Do I want one more? And can I bank that she's going to go for one more? So I didn't touch the beer. I didn't need to throw it away. I didn't take any beer home with me. Open container. Can't do that. So I just said, I'm going to act like I didn't see anything. And the text line says to blame CDOT. I don't blame anybody. I'm not a rat. I just let things play out, man.
0: I'm not a rat either, but I did hear the other day when Binkley was in with you and Nick Schwert, mm-hmm. a great segment for a full <laughs> hour.
1: It was 30 minutes.
0: No, he did the whole hour. No way. Were you not here?
1: I was. I didn't know he did a full hour. Oh, he did do a full hour. That's right. right.
0: So I'm glad at least one of us paid you attention. You were here, too. I was. Mm-hmm. But I heard Rob Brenton, producer of The Drive, 2 to 6 here on 610 Sports Radio, mm-hmm. asking Jay if he could come in on Thursday and do beers with Bank. Mm. So I'm not a rat either, but oh, yeah. I am saying that it seems like we may have
1: found the culprits. Yeah, uh, Beakley will be on at 630 tonight. Are you going to first question? 100%. Because Beakley will be like, "Hey man, I, I I I brought it. I wasn't there to throw it away. Somebody else has to throw it away." Totally agree. Totally agree. Um. This is after hours. Dusty like a Jed Marshall with you until nine o'clock. It normally goes by pretty quick. I don't know what the weather's doing right now, um, but apparently my phone is going off. Saying so it's going to be some sort of icy tonight. So let's uh, let's stay inside. Let's uh, start the fireplace and let's turn on after hours on 610 sports radio. And have a little fun tonight. I start tonight off with um, Matt Nagy. You knew it was coming, right? Pretty obvious. I mean, if you didn't and you're surprised by this, I honestly hate to say it. Not a cheese fan. Um, if you're surprised by this, then congratulations, welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. It's nice to have you. Um, also, if you're fearful of this, I would assume that you've only been a Chiefs fan since the Mahomes year started. Everything is going to be okay. This was a move that was predetermined. Eric Bieniemy moving on this year was predetermined, and. Offensive coordinator was next in line for Matt Nagy. And I also do believe head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs is the next title Matt Nagy will hold in his career. Now, obviously there are things that can change that. I do not believe any job is any sweeter to take than the one that he will currently inherit Because of Andy Reid calling it quits. Again. I'm going to help you out. I'm not saying Andy Reid is done coaching anytime soon. My terminology for anytime soon is the next three years. I think that's the ceiling you could put on Andy Reid's tenure. I think three more years with this team. Gives him enough time to get at least one Super Bowl. Which I'll explain why I think he will get that sooner than later a little bit later in this evening. But I do believe that this was always the path for Matt Nagy. Went to Chicago. We know the story. Coach of the year, playoff coach, Mitch Trubisky. Something is an outlier there. Is it coach of the year? Is it playoff coach? Is it Mitch Trubisky? I don't know. Since Nagy has been to Chicago and Kansas City, Mitch Trubisky has been with three different teams, soon to be a fourth, not an NFL quarterback. It is what it is. Chicago did what they did. Can't go back in history. Just can't. I guess in today's world, you can't yet. Boy, when they figure that out, we're all screwed. Um, And Matt Nagy coming to Kansas City, and I kind of talked about this with Rob a little bit ago, if you were listening, I appreciate that. But I think the thing that kind of came to mind was is that it's a little bit like what Matheny did with Dayton Moore, right? Matheny things went South quickly in St. Louis. Matheny was not good with young kids. Matheny says, you know, I like to win every game, kind of a military style attitude of coach. It eventually obviously did not work for the Royals. I think we all saw that. And the thing about this is they kind of did the same thing with Nagy. He goes from having instant success outside of the Andy Reid tree in Chicago. And then things kind of go south because of maybe media reports, front office, not being able to have the freedom that you want, feeling pigeonholed to certain situations and decisions. So then it's like, okay, here's the deal. We do believe that Eric Biennami will finally get a job. It's unfortunate that had to be an offensive coordinator's job, but it is a job. And when that does happen, you will move up to offensive coordinator. And if all goes well, which I think they think it will, because Matt Nagy is a part of the original program that is the Chiefs' current mold of success, if you can believe it or not. We remember the new Heights podcast from Mahomes. Like Nagy gave me the. the the cheat sheets and said, this is what you need to say. These are the buzzwords Andy Reid likes. Make sure you do this and all will go well for you, young Patrick. So we know that that trust and that friendship is there. Nagy was here, obviously, when Mahomes was here at the start. To think that there will ever be a sweeter job for Nagy to get is not happening. And what the Chiefs are currently doing, which is very beautiful to see, is they are just continuing to build this empire with Brett Veach, with Andy Reid, with Patrick Mahomes, with now Matt Nagy, and now there is an open vacancy, and that is quarterbacks, Coach. Is there somebody there that I don't know that is waiting to take that position and run like hell with it, or does it all start to make sense in a take that I had brought up very early on when Matt Nagy came here as a Offenses of head or I guess a offensive coordinator assistant and the quarterbacks coach. I said eventually when the enemy moves on, which I called that would happen in this offseason, which I think a lot of people did. So it's not a awesome way to go, man. Tap pat yourself on the back type of move. But it is Matt Nagy going to offensive coordinator by himself and leaving a vacancy at quarterbacks coach. The best thing that you can do is continuing to build this empire layer by layer by layer. And the other layer you can add, if it works, is to go find Alex Smith, which is something I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for this discussion to happen. The only thing that's tough about that is not getting Alex Smith to say yes, but to get Alex Smith to say no to television. He's clearly built for it. He's intelligent. He's handsome. He's an NFL player. He played quarterback and everybody knows who he is. His story, all of the above. And he gets respect from everybody in the league that was in it or is out of it to this day. But if you could weam him into coaching and be like, Hey, have you ever thought about maybe one day possibly becoming a head coach? Maybe start out at quarterbacks coaching. If you like it fine. If you don't, it's okay, and if that works out and level by level moves up, you have once again done exactly what I thought was great, and that is continue to build this empire that is the Chiefs because they're starting to hate you, and it's only going to get sweeter. The reason they hate you is because you've done something that nobody else has yet to prove they can do. Let's get past the first wave what that looks like moving forward, and who do you, 913-586-7610, want to see the Chiefs play on that epic opening NFL season night on Thursday at 7.20 p.m. I spoke Back in on Sixteen Sports Radio after hours, six to nine PM tonight. Binkley will be here in about uh, twenty minutes. Appreciate the text. Um, feel free to chime in all night. 586 And you don't want to drive around, just just sit on you know, sit on your ass, have some some drinks, relish what was the week. This week, for some reason, I don't know why, flew by, Daddy. I mean, this week, I know that's a cliche saying, but I mean, this Friday came quick. I mean, just, it's here. We already have Saturday tomorrow. Somebody said from the 913, hey, Dusty, what a great night to sit back and have a drink and listen to your show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Don't thank me. I mean, I appreciate you, but yeah, supposed to get. A little nasty out there tonight. It's a good night to just put on the Odyssey app, tune in, and then when you get bored, go to Netflix, and if you got somebody to snuggle with, great snuggle night. Random question coming up at 8 o'clock, or as we like to call it, the 8 o'clock question. Kind of the climax of the night. This is really starting to get a little weird in here now, but uh, somebody from the 913 says, got any good plays tomorrow to bet on? I want to do what I call the local three-leg parlay. All money line KU, K-State, Missouri. I'll explain why a little bit later on tonight. Somebody says, dang, AM radio reception's been junk lately. Anyone else notices? Aliens? That's my guess. You think aliens look like they are portrayed in sci-fi movies? You think they're just green dudes, big eyes, coming in peace? I don't know if that's how you say that, but they say they come in peace.
0: Wow. I no, I don't personally.
1: What do you think they look like? Just uh, us, other humans? I don't know, maybe. That'd be weird. That's a good discussion to have.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is the format to do it, but Probably not. Have you ever encountered a UFO?
1: An unidentified flying object? Yeah. Nope. Wow. Well, when you? we?
0: Yeah, when we were in Estes Park this past okay. summer, the wife and I saw one. <laughs> really? Mm hmm. It was wild.
1: You just were sort of like, I have no idea what that is, aliens.
0: I'll explain off the air. But, okay. yeah, we definitely saw it. Well, no, because I'm explaining on the air. Yeah. But we definitely saw something bouncing around, mm. um, and it was moving super fast, and it wasn't just because I had legal weed with me. It was mm-hmm. wild. Even the wife who doesn't smoke
1: will attest to it. That's crazy. I feel like, I don't know, man. I definitely don't think they look like the ones in the movie Mars Attacks. And I don't think they're classic very and just filled with stars. But I also don't think they look like the cliche sci-fi film alien. I don't know what they could look like. I think I've I felt like I've ran into people that I thought maybe alien, you know. been like this guy, maybe I bet if you, you know, cut his skin, it'd be like the men in black. A fire in the fireplace, some takeout barbecue. My wonderful lady, we're sitting at home, relaxing and loving. Casey Chunk. I don't know if that's how you, Casey Hunk? Is that what it says? Casey Hunk? From the 913, there you go. Good fireplace night, man. I'll tell you what. You got a fireplace? Good night to fire up that big thing. If you had a fireplace, would you do homemade s'mores? Like, would you do it in the fireplace? Or is that a little egregious?
0: No, I like that idea. We have a
1: fire pit. We haven't. Fired it up. But, yeah, no, it's the same idea. If you had a fireplace inside, it's okay to do s'mores that way? Yeah, I think so. I think that's fine. I think s'mores are a good one and done. Somebody says, I hope they turn out like the Independence Day aliens. I really don't. That really scared me as a kid when that thing wrapped its, like, tentacle around that doctor's neck that you knew he was going to die because he was just a weird dude. (sighs) All right. Excited for your live takes. I absolutely love full swing. How could you not take the Joel day? That was great. We'll talk about that a little bit later. L I V PGA why L I V sucks. It's not just me hating on something that's easy to hate on. Just it's easy to hate. Um, But let's talk about next season real quick for the chiefs. I know the chiefs off season is hit. It's kind of tough to find out what's in, in, important to talk about when it comes to the chiefs, but let's look at their next year schedule. We've seen it released. We know the home games, We know, the road games, what's most important. And I saw the text line says, if in fact, Aaron Rodgers does go to Vegas, you have to make Thursday night, opening NFL night, Rodgers, Mahomes, Rodgers in silver and black, in Arrowhead, versus uh, never seen it before, right? Totally get that. I thought Rob Britton told me something pretty cool, because I know they did this topic a little bit ago on the drive, like what they projected to see. And that was kind of his dark horse, was Vegas versus the Chiefs. If, in fact, Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, which, there's a possibility that they could do that. And I will say that I do think that the opening night game should be one of two teams. I think it should be Cincinnati or I think it should be Miami. I think when you look at where the season starts, if it is in Kansas City, and you look at where the season Could possibly go, because I think there is a lot of hype for the Chiefs, even though they just had a very hyper season, to say the least. They had a parade, a Super Bowl championship, a, a MVP on their roster, a Super Bowl MVP, obviously, as well. And it was a great season for the Chiefs. Can they do it again? We can dive into that as well. And I think the answer is yes. Just because of where I think this team is, and that will be the talk for next year. But again, I think when you look at who the home opener should be, why not Miami or why not Cincinnati, right? A lot of people would say, well, you don't want to splurge at the very beginning of the year on the Cincinnati matchup, which at that point, I don't know why you wouldn't. Why not start the season out with a bang? This season opener sucked. Although it was Cincinnati, or I'm sorry, it was Buffalo versus the Rams. The Rams had clearly lost everything. They had the Super Bowl hangover. They were not a good team. Matthew Stafford was clearly more hurt than he really thought he was. And it just didn't have that buzz. Cincinnati and Kansas City clearly hate each other. Buffalo and the Rams don't really hate each other. Now, you do play Buffalo, but that is a little stale. We've seen that. That doesn't really matter anymore. I think what you do is you let Kansas City invite Cincinnati back. Then all of a sudden you have the Chiefs and the Bengals. You have Mahomes versus Burrow. And we get to see how Cincinnati prepares themselves to sign the second wave of what's coming. We know that T. Higgins is leaving or that he's going to get traded. It's inevitable. But the season opener with Cincinnati would be great reveal a banner or two, have everybody get their ring, but then also how about Miami? How sweet would it be to have your ring and your banner and let Tyreek Hill stand on the other sideline and watch it all unveil itself right in front of his live eyes? I like it because I'm twisting sick it. That's just how I am. I'm sick in the head. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. All the 610 shows have had Friday energy. I'm not surprised we have ended up On an alien conversation. That was not because of my show. That was because of a text line saying that the AM reception has been a little off this week. I brought up aliens. You twisted my words. Coming up, Jay Binkley. No words will be twisted. Get on After Hours. Dusty Leggins with you. Jed Marshall with you. Him and I here till nine. Jay Binkley here at 630 because it's Friday night. It's it's, it's a Friday night Bink session, which unfortunately he now leads up to Richard of the week. One thing Binkley never will be unless you ask Fesco. Binkley, I know you got the text too. Um, Who's to blame for the beer gate left in the studio? Wait, they're saying I'm the Richard of the Week? No, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying you lead up oh. to it, but Vesco might be thinking you are because you supplied the beer.
2: Well, I did supply the beer, but the deal is mm-hmm. I buy, they clean. Mm-hmm. If I'm the one that goes to the store and cleans it, plus I wiped everything down, it is their responsibility to get rid of the bottles. They mm-hmm. always have. Sometimes I do, mm-hmm. but if I go and I get the beer and bring it in, The deal is I
1: don't have to clean it. So you're saying Carrington's to blame. Do you want to know how many times (laughs) when I did the show 10 to 2, that I cleaned stuff up from the morning show? Oh, from Fesco and
2: Clean? Oh, ask Henry Lake how many times it was open cans, open bottles, you name it that we had to deal with between 10 and 2. So um, it's always good not to have. I mean, come on, man. It happens to everybody. It's an accident.
1: It's almost like they should have changed your guys' name from the Ruckus crew from 10 to 2 to the cleanup crew.
2: Well, there was times we were. I tried to leave a nice, uh, clean area. I mean, I try when I'm doing post games on Sunday night. I try to make sure it's clean so when Bob and Josh come in, Um, it's nice for them. I'm just saying we've been left with messes before. I understand how they feel. But the deal is I go out and buy the beer. I go out and spend the time going to the store and getting it and bringing it in. I shouldn't have to clean it.
1: So you think Fesco is being a little bit of a crybaby?
2: I don't know if he's being a crybaby or not, but uh, I, I think that uh, we, we made a mistake by leaving it around, we shouldn't have left it around. So Bob's got every right to uh, be upset about that. But uh, um, it's not the first time it's been done around there. And let's put it that way.
1: All right. So I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Raiders. Lamar Jackson is playing for the Dolphins. Joe Burrow is obviously still playing for Cincinnati. Who do you want to be the home opener for the Chiefs on that Thursday night football game that kicks off the season? Cincinnati. Yeah,
2: I mean I know the Eagles are, are fun storyline because they'll like isn't one of them because there's a lot of crying that went down uh, with the Eagles and Eagles fans. There was just a lot of crying. Period. The only people who really didn't cry were the Jaguars fans. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bengals fans are still crying. Uh, Philadelphia fans are crying about bad calls. So. I guess Cincinnati only because they had that advantage of three wins by Burrow to none, and now uh, the Chiefs have a win on that. So I'm going to say Cincinnati because it's an important game, being in the AFC, it's more important and weighted more than that NFC game. But it'd be nice to beat them both. Uh, Buffalo, who cares? I mean, Buffalo's had their chance. I uh, yeah, they, I, think they, I think that matchup. Is,
1: yeah, I think that matchup's stale.
2: It's done. It's done. Give me Cincinnati or give me Philadelphia. Honestly, I wouldn't complain about either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest with you, though. I think the network sometimes look at Justin Herbert and the Chargers and say, ooh, let's get the Chiefs in an AFC West match. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try that out. But uh, hopefully it's Cincinnati.
1: Binkley, um, when it comes to the Chiefs today, big news. Obviously, uh, Matt Nagy was officially crowned the Offensive coordinator, I think that's partially why we saw him getting as tanked as he was getting on that parade, which I believe other reasons too. I mean, free Bud Light, you know, your boys are getting wasted. You're probably getting wasted. Um, But I think that was kind of the day that he knew. Also, would you agree that this is not the end of Matt Nagy's coaching ladder that will go up any higher on this type of uh, this playing with the Kansas City Chiefs? There's more to come from Matt Nagy with the Chiefs, or is this as high as he gets in the coaching tree?
2: It could be. I mean, there's going to be a situation when the Chiefs job, when the Chiefs job becomes open that uh, everybody's going to want it. I mean, yeah, Matt Nagy, it looks like it. You know, the players respect him. They like him. Um, it looks like um, that he'd be an actual fit for Kansas City. But remember, when the Chiefs job becomes open, yes, Matt Nagy will certainly be qualified for the job. He did a great job with Mitch Trubisky. But pretty much the Chiefs can grab anybody they want. When you have Patrick Mahomes and you built a culture like the Kansas City Chiefs, um, what coach doesn't want to coach for this fan base, this wild, passionate fan base, an organization with three Super Bowls, um, what they're building, and Coach Patrick Mahomes, that's like the easiest job in the world for a coach. That's job stability. Patrick Mahomes gives you job security. So, yes, it looks like Nagy would be the guy, but let's, you know, let's not shortchange it that if that happens, Kansas City becomes the place in all of football to be coached.
1: Um, a lot of, I guess the most popular questions kind of around is, is who uh, who becomes a head coach first, Nagy or Biennium? And I think my response, and I don't know if you agree with it, I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. I said my response is more than likely Eric Enemy, because I think the league will be kind of um, flipped on its back when they see that things tend to work out for him in, in Washington because I think he has a team that kind of fits his – kind of his personality, what he wants to coach. They have a two headed monster running back. They've got enough weapons at wide receiver to where they can be creative. Quarterback is obviously a question, but I think Matt Nagy is kind of just at the point where he's like, I'm, I'm content waiting until Reed has officially called it quits. Cause I think Andy Reed's ceiling to retire is three to four years. I think Matt Nagy, is, I, agree with you. I think he's, I think he's content sticking around and, and trying to, you know, cause I think he would get it by default, I think that is a, a move that I think the Chiefs would keep in house. What say you, uh, Jay Binkley, when it comes to where the Chiefs tend to go?
2: no, I, I You know, I agree with that. Uh, but the coaching and waiting things is always interesting uh, because you see them just not work out. Back in the day when Will Muschamp was going to take over Mac Bryant, I just, like when you think coaching and waiting, always opportunities present themselves. Um, if Matt Nagy does another good job in Kansas City, will, will people look at him differently? Or they think, well, if can see still calling the plays. But Matt Nagy did get that chance, and there was times where they admitted that Matt Nagy was calling some of the plays with the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go with the enemy because I like the defense in Washington, and I think they have the pieces on the ground, and Eric B. N. probably wants to run the hell out of the ball, and I think they're going to be able to do it. But Matt Nagy may want to hang around thinking, okay, this is going to be the head coaching job he could get. But the NFL just wants to win, and they want to get uh, – play coaches to win i'm shocked that the enemy is not a head coach by now i do believe he proves himself in washington and becomes a head coach in the nfl not only that he might be the head coach of washington ron rivera is uh, skating on thin ice uh with the commanders as it is now so the chances of him jumping on the head coach are far greater than that maybe
1: so i want to switch it over um maybe i'm in the wrong here but i would assume that When it comes to the Royals, you're excited. Baseball season is something that is special for you, special for me as well. We both kind of get behind it. There are many reasons why. Beers, peanuts, hot dogs, beers, again, beers. Uh, It's on every night, so you always have something to watch. And I also think that Vinny Pasquantino is probably your guy. Maybe I'm wrong. He seems like the Jay Binkley uh, type of model baseball player, big power hitter, big guy, fun-loving, good energy. Why is there no buzz for the Royals?
2: You know what? I don't know. I mean, I'm as excited as ever for the Kansas City Royals this year. And I know, Hey, look at what the teams are spending and the Royals there. But here's the thing I've always said is enjoy the Uh downtimes because it makes the, when you win that much sweeter and the people that that jumped on the Royals bandwagon and became new money fans when they got good, um, have already hopped back off and that's fine. They'll be back uh, when the team wins. It's what, it's what they do. Um, but those that stuck around, those day-hard fans that continue to root for the Royals, they're the ones that really enjoy the success when it comes back to the Kansas City Royals. There's a lot of people that never thought the Royals would sniff the playoffs again, let alone the World Series in back-to-back years in 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. Then they go out and really the only small market team to go out and win a World Championship, and they'll be back. This team has a lot of guys to really root for. Bobby Wood Jr. is a freaking superstar in the making. And If you've ever wanted a Mike Trout in Kansas City, you've got one with this kid. Not only that, but the power of a guy like M.J. Melendez that came up last year that led minor league baseball 41 home runs uh, two years ago, Michael Massey, Vinny Tasquatino, and what he brings to the table. But the one thing is fans like home runs, Mm -hmm. and they have guys that can crush them. Salvador Perez, you know, can crush home runs. Michael Massey hit 21 a couple years ago in Quad Cities. And he had four last year. He's a guy capable of 15 and 20. MJ Melendez, the sky's the limit. I personally think MJ Melendez will lead this team in home runs. And you got Bobby Witt Jr. right behind him. You got Benny right behind him. I think it's going to be a legitimate race to see who leads the Royals in home runs. And the fun thing is, fans get to enjoy it because this team can put the ball out of the ballpark.
1: If you want a futures bet right now, you can bet plus 1300. Bobby Witt Jr. leads the league in stolen bases. Not a far, you know, far-fetched cry of of respect there. Yeah. It could happen. He's he's a speedster, but the other thing I want to ask about this Royals team is, and also baseball is today we saw kind of a peek inside as today was the first minor league game of, of how quick or how, how different maybe this pitch clock can change things. Obviously you saw the tweet of Manny Machado got uh, the, the one strike penalty against him because he took too long outside the batter's box. It looks like That'll probably change. Can this revolutionize the way the game is played when it comes to you know the way pitching has to be, the way you have to kind of you know methodically have this planned out uh, now that you're essentially on the clock.
2: You know, Dustin, is there a time where it's late night and you're sitting around watching the Dodgers late night baseball?
1: Right. Oh yeah, almost and every Friday night. You're sitting
2: there. Yeah, you sit there and watching just how long it takes the mm-hmm. ninth inning. Right. And how long between pitches? It's very frustrating at times, but. I'll be honest with you, Dusty, as many times you've been in the ballpark and myself, when you leave the ballpark, have you ever heard anybody really complain about the length of the game?
1: Uh, just Vern. Just had a good time. Just Vern and Flanagan. <laughs> but, like, the fans. Like yeah. The, here's the thing. I keep saying, well, the game's going, Well,
2: you know, maybe on TV, but they're still watching. It. It's still background noise, or people are brushing their teeth or whatever. they got the Royals in the background. They're just fun to watch. Yes, they, they want to, you know, in, slow down or excuse me, speed up the game
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, and all that and train all these interesting things. I think they had to work on the balls and, and strikes uh, with the uh, robotic gums mm-hmm. before they do anything, to be honest with you. But you never hear people complain where well, they drew, drove from Western Kansas or Eastern Missouri mm-hmm. or down from Iowa or whatever. They're not complaining about spending their money at the ballpark, spending their money on parking, and then having a shortened game of two and a half hours instead of three.
1: I kind of so, you know, dig it.
2: So – it's It's rare that you hear fans complain about it um you, you have a choice you can watch it or not. Uh, do you think it'll speed up? Yeah, I think there's other ways baseball could do things. um I think they could look at what the NFL's doing because uh-huh. they make everything an event, even their schedule release is an event usually right. like baseball at times will open the season in Japan or in Australia things like this uh-huh. instead of having you know a home series with a team that won the World Series and have bands and make it a big deal opening night um just start promoting an opening night major league baseball and let us know when it's happening and what game's is going to be on. The NFL takes the combine and makes an event. They take everything. They take the draft and make it an event. The NFL will find a way to make everything an event. It would be cool if baseball could start understanding about making things an event. I've all been for like an app. Like if you want to follow Bobby Wood Jr. MJ Melinda as a bad or Benny Pascatino, whoever, that your phone gets an alert so Every at bat, you get to watch him. Oh, Bobby Wood juniors up. Boom. You get to watch. But I mean, technology's there. You use it.
1: Yeah, I think the best I way. Think that... Major League Base... Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Major League Baseball has so many avenues and opportunities to utilize technology, and they don't do it.
1: They also have the ability to take 162 games and make it about 100 games. and I think they'd still be all right. Uh, with the season. Beakley, yeah. uh, speaking of being on the clock, we're on the clock, so I got to let you go. Um, I appreciate uh, joining us again. I'll see you next weekend. I'll see you probably in the next few days as well. Take care, and we will uh, either talk to you on Friday night or we'll uh, we'll see you very soon.
2: Sorry about the bottles, best Oh,
1: wow, don't, don't be sorry to me, man. That's Fesco's. That's Fesco's deal, not mine. Coming up on the other side, it's a new week. It's Friday. It's Richard of the Week. Say hey, what? Shut up, Shut up, Shut
3: up.
0: Shut up. Shut up. My consorting with a known felon? Shut
3: up, Richard.
0: That.
3: Shut up, You did it?
1: Yes. Oh, Richard, I'm so happy you That's right. It's Friday night. 650 ish, so that's when we'll do the Richard of the Week. No, it's not. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Not him. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Mm, yeah. You're a fanboy. Yeah. You're a fanboy. Oh, man, Jason Brown, what a guy he was. You're a fanboy. I'm not. Yeah. You're a fanboy. I'm not. Yeah. You're a fanboy. I'm really not, I promise. And you're not Richard of the Week. You're not worthy of it. I think you're done. I think your time's up. And I feel a little bit responsible for putting a little dirt on your hot take express train that no longer is got any sort of momentum. I'll own that. This week's Richard of the Week is none other than LaShawn McCoy. Why? Because
3: of comments like this. What's his value? What makes him a good office coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people that go on social media, oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. I've been in the rooms where he's coaching and he has nothing to do with the pass game at all, right? When the plays are, are designed, that's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very, very good coordinator. I can tell you what Andy Reid or Doug Peterson, but when I ask about Eric B. Enemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film or practices and we correct the, the, the wide receivers, the running backs, the, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there, Andy Reid talks in there. He may say things to the running back because he's an ex-running back coach, I get that, but he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs, where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, then you, then you go to the, the Washington where you gotta call plays, you gotta run the meetings, you gotta run the installs. The last issue I have for him is, what makes Andy Reid so great, not the call, the, the play calls, which we see that, which I mean, that's one of it, but the other thing is like adapting to the players. Will be beginning me? me, my first practice, I couldn't believe it. He dog-coaching, he dog-cussing the players. Like, and not just the regular players, oh. Kelsey, you yeah. know, you know, other players. So it's like, one guy. it's hard for me. I'm rooting for him because he's a black coach, and I love to see black coaches win. Also, mm-hmm. he's a running back coach. Running yeah. back coaches will never get a chance to be true. office coordinators. The yeah, last really. one was like Anthony Lynn. So I want that to, 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 to do well for him. But if I got to do my job, and be honest, my thing is just where is the true value at?
1: I'll tell you. Richard of the week for you, LaShawn McCoy, you win. Your prize is nothing. The sponsor for this could be anybody that would like to do this. I would like it to be somebody with the name of Richard. Um, That'd be even better. But LaShawn McCoy, I explain my reasoning on why you are this week's Richard of the week. One, you are clearly being a Richard in this situation. Not only that, you completely contradict yourself when you say, I hope he's successful. I want to see a black coach thrive. I want to see a running back coach do well in the NFL. LaShawn McCoy, let me explain something to you. You are not a good on-air personality when it comes to that TV show, let alone that show is not really good in general whatsoever. Joy Taylor is really the only one carrying the weight of that show because Emmanuel Acho and yourself are not very good at what you do. And when you're not very good at what you do, you make asinine conversations like this one about Eric Bieniemy, who clearly let's go back in time and figure out why LaShawn McCoy would say this. Let's state out the facts. Did LaShawn McCoy fumble the ball multiple times towards the end of his career when he happened to play for the chiefs? Correct. Did LaShawn McCoy say he was cussing out high players or dog talking high players? He said players Plural, he mentioned player, singular, Travis Kelsey. Nobody else. These are facts. Just like if you tell me you never said that Patrick Mahomes was a gimmick quarterback and I play you that you are, in fact, saying that he's a gimmick quarterback, I will throw this in your face. LaShawn McCoy, once again, you were reminded that you are Dusty Likens' Richard of the Week on February 24th. Reasonings Why? You say these types of things about a coach that you didn't like because this coach yelled at you for doing something wrong in football. What is one thing that running backs are meant to do? Gain yardage by holding on to the football. What did you do? You fumbled a few times. This guy chewed your ass out. You didn't like it. Everyone in the NFL that had some sort of impact from Eric B. Enemy supported and reached out their support for Eric enemy and called you LaShawn McCoy in a lesser term a Richard, Jamal Charles, Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, even. You got Mahomes to talk. On vacation, Mahomes has been back home in Texas. He's been to the zoo, and he spent time to come out and go at you as a Richard of the week. LaShawn McCoy, I'm sure one day you want to coach in the NFL. Doing this will not help that. Making takes like this will not support your ass to be anywhere near a coaching front in the NFL. Could you have been? Possibly. Could you have worked your way up a ladder as maybe a running backs coach? Than possibly an assistant's offensive coordinator, maybe I don't know what your ceiling could have been, but I know now it's very small because of you burning bridges. You've yet to even approach, and it's clearly obvious because this is not the first time that you've attacked Eric Bieniemy. But again, you are the only one who attacks Eric Bieniemy. No one else really has. No one else has really came out when a guy is finally getting an opportunity to poo-poo on his parade. They gave Eric Bieniemy his own press conference as an offensive coordinator. He looked really nice. Good for him. But you, LaShawn McCoy, on the week that does end on a Friday of February 24th, are this week's Richard of the Week. Coming up at the 7 o'clock hour, I want to know why there's no buzz. I want to know why you don't have any sort of hype for a season. I get there are reasons, but I'll give you mine Why you might have a little bit more pump in your step when it comes to this season for the Kansas City Royals.